horrorpress.com, a space for horror fans to connect and share their opinions on horror and its many forms. From movies, TV shows, video games, and more, horrorpress.com, a blog created by horror fans for horror fans. Welcome to the Horror Hour. Hello and welcome to the Horror Hour, a place we discuss, we debate, and we disagree on all things horror. Um, I'm one of the co-hosts here, Yutaka. Hello. And I'm joined today with George, awfully tan. Hello. Yes. I'm joined with Liam, very pale. Hi. <laughs> and today we have a guest host, which we're really excited from his own channel, Oscar Film Forecast. We have Jack. Hello. I'm very purple today. Uh, as always. Yes, this is true. Given that euphoria bisexual lighting. Yeah, yes. of course. Totally. And today it's, well, it's, you know, it's, it's award season. So we thought with horror films, because they are so often overlooked, we thought, why not do our own little ceremony about horror films that should have won awards. And today we're going to go through kind of, well, I guess you'd say the top several awards. We're going to go through adapted screenplay, original screenplay, supporting actor, actress, lead actor, actress, director, and best picture. And I'm going to give a shout out to, well, original score since, you know, because it's my background and you all should go watch Sound of Violence. It's really fucking good. Seriously. So first off, we are going to go with adaptive screenplay. So with that, I'm going to go with our guest. What's your uh, horror choice? Horror choice. What's your choice for adaptive screenplay from a horror film? There we go. So I, there you go. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen some iconic horror movies, so I may be off in terms of like, what's the best of the best adaptive screenplays, but I looked into Stephen King for this because most horror movies that are adapted seem to be from Stephen King. Um, mm, I thought the good, recent, some are bad. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the recent um, It Chapter One was a good adaptation of the book. I thought it was a good screenplay, some nice lines, much better than It Chapter Two, which was a mess. Um, so that's what I picked for adaptive screenplay. Okay. You're not wrong. I, yeah. I thought It Chapter One was actually like, I there was so much promise. And then It Chapter Two happened. Not Jessica Chastain's fault, but yeah. No, it actually wasn't. I like Jessica Chastain anyways, so. But all right, moving on. Uh, George, who's your chip? Or who's your pick? Who's my chip? Yeah, my who's chip, chip, George? My chick off the old block is um, actually Ira Levin um, for Rosemary's Baby. Um, I know that obviously there is controversy behind the director of this film. And that aside, I just think that from book to screen as a screenplay, it is... I, I, I really love it and it's one of my favorite films so it's an iconic film I get it and it's not and it was it was nominated as well for mm -hmm. an Oscar so um, I'm gonna say that one because I love the book and yes although the film is tainted by people um I still think as a as an adaption we don't have to name them no I'm not no, you're so, good all right Liam your choice my adapted screenplay is Candyman 2021 because if I'm honest, I got very confused about what the fuck is adapted and what isn't. So <laughs> that is the one that I could find that was adapted. Ah. Ah. That wasn't Stephen King because 
I don't really like many Stephen King things. Wow. Okay. So it's, techni- right. it's technically adapted because <clears throat> the original yes. Candyman is adapted from a short story. By and, Clive Barker. Yes. So yes. Um, that is technically an ad- another adaptation of that. So you mm-hmm. can have it. It is. And it was good. So there we go. I'm going with that. Okay. Could have picked the original, but okay. Yeah. I didn't. I know. I know. I know. Uh, the Nina new one was all right. Yeah, I panicked. It was, was all right. But it the original with the, was. Both. Both. Just Candyman. <laughs> Just candy band. <laughs> I um yeah I know it's I picked the Stephen King film as well, but this was actually um it's a really good adaptive screenplay. Um, even though and this is going to be a bit like hot take, I'm not a fan of the director Stanley Kubrick, but I think as a writer, yes, yeah, I saw George or um I saw Jack's face when I said that. Um, but it's for The Shining, uh, Stanley Kubrick and Diane Johnson. I thought it was very well. It, I mean, it was a great film. Um, it's very iconic to this day. I, I love the writing again, but I'm not a fan of Kubrick that often. So, but he is held in high regard. So that's why. I need to watch that movie at some point. Oh, you've not seen it. Mm-mm. I've seen Dr. Sleep though. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Oh, d- stop listening to Ben. Yeah. Watch w- watch well, yeah. The Shining, please. I I I'm I'm going to get around to it. All right. So then next, let's go with best original. So, we'll just keep going in that order. We'll go back to you um J- oh, wait, yeah. Jack. Jack. My original screenplay is uh, I think you'll see this movie pop up in many places for me because it is my favorite horror movie um, ever. I think I know this. Would be uh, Hereditary. Um, thank God Ben is not here, um, <laughs> like you guys said. Uh, I think it's, I don't know. It's just everything about that. I can't even put it into words. It's just resonates with me very deeply. Scariest movie I've seen. And I don't know how much the screenplay affects that, but it's my favorite, so. Okay. It's it was a good, it is a great film. I, it's so divisive because it's, it's almost like malignant in a sense. There's like a camp that loves it and a camp that hates it. Um, but I'm with you. I love it. Hereditary. I haven't even watched it. Hereditary is so good. It, yeah. In, in mm. the words of Miriam Margles, it was a very popular film with people. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Oh, no. You didn't people. like it? I, d- I didn't mind it, but I just I just think that it was given. You just think. I just think, and I believe that. Yeah, it was I don't think a lot of um, there was a lot of hype about that film, and I was like, I can see by parts of it why that was, but if if Tony Collette wasn't in that film, then it wouldn't have been. <laughs> it wouldn't have like been as well no. good as it was. It's very intricately crafted. I li- mm. I like the the dollhouse stuff, but that was it. All right, okay. I appreciate, Jack, that that is your choice. Thank you. And I can see why. Yeah. All right. Go ahead then, um, George. Your pick. Well, I'm basic. Oh, yeah. We already know where this is going. Um, It's Scream because Kevin Williams. Um, Yeah, no, it's Scream. I just think it's my favourite film. Um, And the script is such... Obviously, the directing 
was a huge part, but the script as well is just so, so good. And it's just, it's, it, Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson just created like something magical. And, and I just, it, I just love it. It is, I can't, I just love it. Okay. And it, it had the right amount of element of, of um, suspenseful horror and like dramatic moments with, with the cast, but also had some of the most iconic comedy moments, like lines like, Jesus, get the camera. My name's not Jesus. No, stuff like that that's just like will forever be iconic. So of all the quotes, that's what you chose. Well, of all the quotes, because it has ones like that that you know you might miss watching the film, but are actually <laughs> hilarious. There is so many iconic quotes, but they're all iconic, excluding the little ones like that. All right, okay. That's my. I'm not mad. I mean, I love Scream as well. I it, I think that movie is going to be highly regarded. I think. I mean, still is to this day. Yeah. Yeah. No horror opening. I was going. I was going to make better. It, so I will agree with George. Oh, okay. Um, I only didn't pick it because I knew George would pick it. <laughs> so I was like, so who did you pick? Yeah. <clears throat> I picked Silent Night, the film that you got a screeners for. Um, I oh, thought that was Silent a great Night one. So great, great film. Like it had the, obviously it was a Christmas film, but it was also a horror film, but it was also a comedy, but it was also a drama. Like it was just, it was just everything. The, the script was fun, like phenomenal. I yeah, agree. Every, yeah. yeah, the script was great. Um, so that's why I put it here because I am Silent Night is now going to be in my every year rotation. Of Christmas films that I watched. It really should be. It was so good. It was so yeah. funny and so twisted. And I think it came out at the right time too, because you know, just right around when everyone was arguing about vaccines. I mean, think about it. Like that movie was smart. Like, oh yeah, so good. So good. And you could actually see Yusuf on our channel review and interview the writer and director. Look at me give Yusuf a shout out. How so dare you? How <laughs> dare I? But it was he did really good on that. But that film, that film's really good. So I will go with mine then. And probably the only one here who's seen it. Oh, but uh, yeah, Ben saw it. So, but Ben's not here. Um, but I'm gonna go with Gigi Sal Guerrero. You know, I love her um, for Bingo Hell mm -hmm. because I can't think of any horror film to this day. I mean, I still, I, I think it was a great story. I thought the themes in it were wonderful. I love the script, but I can't think of one horror film that that ends to where you just feel like you just watched the best feel good movie of your life. It's, it, it's so true. And that's what's so unique about this film. But yeah, it was just, this was about community, family, and the way it just, Everything resonated, even though it was some of the goriest stuff I've ever seen. So, but yeah, I love Bingo Hell and I love Gigi Salguero. So I put that down. So next oh. we're going to go with uh, Best Supporting Actor. Who you got, Jack? I think you may know. Mm -hmm. um, going back to Hereditary, we've got Alex oh, Wolf. good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys can tell, I kind of like this movie. Um I think when you're in the movie with Tony Clegg giving that performance, the fact that you can stand out as also an amazing performance um, is very telling. I think 
his performance isn't quite as good as hers, but um, he's getting there. He's definitely easily the second best part of the movie. Um, and he's a, he does a really good scared face. Um, he does. He's kind of, he's kind of the heart of the movie too because he's spoiler mm-hmm. alert, like the objective, the objective point, and he ends the movie. Um, and his facial expressions, he can do so much with his face. Um, so yeah, I thought he was incredible. When you can mat, when you can, like you said, when you can go toe to toe Tony Collette in a film like that, um, no, I totally yeah. agree. Good choice. Yeah. Gracias. Yeah. I did enjoy his performance. Oh, oh, you liked something in Hereditary, George? I didn't say I hated it. I just said <laughs> it was, there was a lot of hype for the film. The same with okay. Midsummer. Like, I'm just oh. not. I'm not, eleva- I'm not elevated horror. I'm like ghost face. I'm like, what is that crap? I'm like, give me a slasher. Okay. Ugh, Anyways. Wow. Wow. How it's dare you both? Or hereditary. Oh, look, look, both of them. Ari Astra, Astra, whatever he's called. So fucking overrated. Prick. Ooh. No, I didn't say that. Okay. That was Liam, everybody. I just oh, right, okay. I'm like, I'm being dramatic. He's not a prick. I don't, I don't know the man. Um, just keeps just keep stuff in your face for making a hot take. No, no, bye. Mm-mm. Anyway, is it my go now? Boring as yes, well. yeah. Yep. Um, George, who's your pick? <laughs> Thank you. Mine is um, an actor and character which still terrifies me to this day. Um, and it is actor Julian Beck in Poltergeist 2, who played um I was Kane, who was okay. the old man who's like, God is in. Holy temple. That I remember I watched that film as maybe like six or seven, like young, like when you watched Alien, and he was he just terrified me. And obviously there's there's sadness behind it because he obviously he was actually very ill when he mm-hmm. when he when he recorded that. But because and, and so the way that his face looked was even more terrifying, but just his his acting and the way that he approached the role was just like I just think it's, it's still one of the most iconic roles in horror. I don't think a lot of people always like either haven't seen the film or they just kind of like, oh, they, when you think about it, you go, oh, actually, yeah, that was, but he he terrified me. And so that's why I'm going to go I'm gonna go with him. Terrified a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poltergeist 2 is a great film. Look up with it. Mm-hmm. I personally thought you may were, you were kind of just choosing that so you could, you know, do a, Sing a, a an song. impression. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I was like, oh, here we go. It's the George show. But that's okay. Good choice, George. I like Thank it. Thank you. I like uh, your impressions, George. Don't stop Liam. doing them. I will. Yeah, no, don't. I, I need to... Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll go with you, Liam. Who do you have? Um, my supporting actor was Jack Dylan Grazer in It Chapter One because that boy was great. Like, kid actors, they're annoying. He isn't. That's fair. He's great in everything. I think he carried, well, he didn't carry it to chapter one, um, but he did, like, out of the kids, he was the standout for me. Um, and he was continuous as well. There was, he was, like, never, he was never boring. There was never, never a missed in a character. Yeah. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. was great. Um, so I think he deserved, if not a win, at least a nomination. Okay, yeah. No, hey, this is our, like, this is our choices, so go for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, I am going with somebody who I think was snubbed. Well, I think this film was snubbed um, because I think it's just too much, I think, for awards, even though Cannes thought otherwise, thankfully. 
um, for the film, or at least the director. And I am going to go with Vincent Linden from Titan because that was one hell of a performance and it was so damn good. And I, I just, I, I adore that movie. And I thought he was just incredible. And that should have been everywhere, in my opinion, on award season. All right. So with that, we're going to go with supporting actress. So Jack, who do you have? Okay. Um, some people may consider this a lead performance, but it was oh. campaigned in supporting. So I, I'm going with Emily Blunt in the first A Quiet Place. Um, she did end up winning the, I believe, SAG Award for Supporting Actress. Um, she did. Regina King was not nominated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought, I mean, that bathtub scene alone, she just has to do so much for the whole movie. I think, I do think she carries it. I think John Krasinski's character is probably the main character, but I think she's yeah. kind of like Oswald. She's kind of like the heart of the movie. And I think she delivers easily the best performance in the film. Um, like I said, that birth scene where she has to give birth quietly, very well done. Just everything with her. I thought she was easily the highlight of the film. The only Emily that should have been in Paris. <laughs> yeah. Can I just con confirm you, Taki? You haven't seen A Quiet Place, correct? Oh, way to put me on blast like that. Oh, well, no. you're, you're always talking about how we haven't seen films like Bingo Hell, so you haven't seen A Quiet Place, correct? That is correct. I'll watch The Shining you if you watch A Quiet Place. Hold up. Uh... If, if you're going to try and call me out, George, we've got an entire list that you filled out <laughs> of films you have not seen that are just as well in the horror community as... Uh, so do not give me that. You can come for me for not seeing A Quiet Place That's and I'll joke. give you my reasons. It just didn't appeal to me. I still do need to watch it and I will, um, but it just, it, it never appealed to me. So I apologize. I recognize though a lot of people loved it. It was a huge hit and I'm super happy for John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Actually the cast in general, they just all seemed very thankful. So I'm not mad at that mm -hmm. and I should watch it. It's just, it's not high on my list. There are some other films I need to watch. Oh, it should be. It wasn't high on my list either. I had the same thoughts as you. I was like, oh, this oh, a oh. silent film. And no, then I watched it. I was like, oh my it. God, this is great. Um, but moving on, George, who's your pick? So I'm going with Lynn Shay in Insidious because mm. she is, icon she, one, she's an iconic uh, horror icon as well but Legend. i i was introduced to her through the insidious movies and i was just like oh my god i thought she was so cool and i remember always going around school um because you know autism um going around quoting her constantly saying if you reach out to one of the dead all of them can hear you and i just like <laughs> and my friend my well i say friends people in school were like this kid needs to be pushed down the stairs. But um, so, yeah, I just think she's iconic. She just brings such a good role and she plays terrified oh. so well when we were talking about, you know, people who can play scared. And she's just, she brings both parts. Like one minute she's like, oh my God, the next minute she's like, yeah. like she just plays it so well. So I have to say her for Insidious for me, because that's what I saw her in, but she's done so much great horror that she just in general. She has, one. yeah. Okay. Liam, your choice. My choice. <coughs> oh, um, is also Emily Blunt in a quiet place. <laughs> <laughs> Double the reason you should watch it, you talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, oh here's goodness. my impression of Emily Blunt in a quiet place. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I know. I just if people are listening to the podcast, they've got no idea what's going out on. of my vagina. Um, but doing it quietly. Um, <laughs> I mean, there was more to that scene than that. Uh, there was. Um, oh, she was just great across the board. To be fair, across the board, the whole cast of that film is great. Um, but yeah, Emily Blunt deserves more than she gets. True. My reasons. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I am going to go with a film that I just saw recently. Um, I don't think this film will get nominated for anything, even though it's probably right now one of the best reviewed horror films already this year. Like, and I think it's our, I know people, some people like, you know, hate on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I'd say for given reasons at times. But for a horror film, this is still sitting at like um, a 94% with over 100 reviews. That's fucking incredible. Uh, and that is Brittany Snow from Ty West X. She was, I did not expect her character to be the standout that it was. Her line delivery was incredible. Um, the way she just really seriously stole every scene she was in. I just, I, I mean, actually, I, I love the movie in general, but there was just something about her performance and something that we haven't seen from her. I mean... Adam, how dare you? <laughs> Brittany Snow has been a scene stealer and everything she's been in. Okay, but not like... I there was notes. just. Okay, well, she was in Prom Night. Did she steal the scene in that? Yes, love Prom Night, know. Idris Elba. Yeah. Oh, God, guys, watch. Have you seen the original Prom Night, yes, George? I have. Okay, I'm just making no. sure. <laughs> Leah. I haven't even seen that one. I just agreed. Just oh. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh, it's, God. Okay. Anyways, no, Brittany Snow was just fantastic in this film. And I knew what going in, I was going to enjoy this film. I just didn't realize how much I was going to enjoy it because she really did. Every fucking scene was so great. I just, oh my gosh. So yeah, yeah. And that's mine. And that's also my thing. Go out and see X, damn it. Really it's, I know I really need to say it, but I've it's been interesting. <laughs> it is, it is wild. You know what? It's it's such a great, uh, it's so good. It's like seventies horror to the T. He, oh man. And Britney Snow does not age because I was like, she looks the no. same as she did in Hairspray. <laughs> she does. She's stunning. But yeah. I oh agree. my god. And she had that Farrah Fawcett like hair. Oh. She was amazing. All right. So with that, then let's move on to the lead categories. So lead actor. And I'm going to go with you, Jack. Okay. Um, I, I'm pretty sure this qualifies as a lead performance. I said um, James McAvoy in Split. <gasps> Ooh. Was my okay. answer. I think that's technically a horror movie too. Kind of thriller, it is. but some horror aspects. Yeah. Liam, you're um, right there. I, think I Liam fucking hate you, that. Jack. <laughs> Do I keep taking this? Well, we know Jack or Liam's. That's hilarious. <laughs> Benefit um, of but... going first. <laughs> oh, well, you too, Liam, can become a guest host if you'd like. 
but yeah, I I think he um he leapt from each personality seamlessly. Yes. Um, each character was very distinct and very believable. It almost felt like you were watching a different actor each time he played each character. Um, that's a that's a hard disorder to play, and I think he he nailed it. Yeah, James McAvoy is brilliant. Yeah, I um, yeah, Liam, what do you she wanna... said. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, yeah, no. <laughs> Liam James couldn't McAvoy. be bothered. Go ahead, he was beating Liam. No, he was great. He was great. He was great. Um, that film was like, a surprise. It was so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that film was such a surprise hit. And he was such a surprise in it. I don't think anyone expected to get that kind of performance out of James McAvoy at that point in his career. That's um, true, yeah. So based on that, I would say he elevated his status within the acting world and deserved recognition for it with an Oscar. Because what he did was extremely difficult, and he did it with ease. Mm-hmm. Kick out Ryan Gosling and put him in Best Actor for that year. There we go. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Even though when the trailer came out, some people said that if I was his agent, I would have steered him away from it. Yeah, I remember. Like, well, the trailer was not cut very well. <laughs> okay, the trailer Trundell. was. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Certain blonde individual. Yeah. Fake blonde. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, come oh, on now. Wow. Her, her mother wow. was brunette. Don't be harsh. Yeah. She has, she had a hard <laughs> oppression is intense. I know. It's a hard life for brunette. She doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, this is true. She wouldn't. But oh my <laughs> not gosh. The, not the fracking. Not the fracking. Uh, we, we try and not call out other people, but okay. All right. I'm joking. We only call out each other. Yeah. Sorry. It was just, it just, it just reminded me. But you're not wrong. Yeah. I do remember. I remember that. saying that. Um, so, all right. Well, we know now that well, Jack and Liam are like on the same wavelength. So I know at least myself and George are never on the same wavelength. So George, who's your lead actor? Tony Todd in Candyman. <laughs> That's a good one. Because he, like that. he delivers the lines so well. Like his voice in general is just so like, mesmerizing in a sense like I could listen to him like you know what they say I could listen to him read the read the phone book do you know what I mean like he's got such yes. a dis- distinct voice mm-hmm. and in just in the role of of, of Candyman is just fantastic in both voice and stance like he just he has this like menacing quality but also like this vulnerability as well that you can see in him and he in general he is fantastic I mean I loved him I, I mean, I love him in everything. Anything, yeah. Final Destination, I like the new ones coming out. So, um, James... If he's if not I, in it, we're going to... Yeah, can you please put him in it? Because he wasn't in enough of those films. I mean, he was technically in the third voice, but he wasn't in full, but that doesn't matter because we don't count for. But he was iconic in, in the rest of them and in that. So I'm going to say Tony Todd in general, but for Candyman, the first Candyman he was. Yeah, his voice is haunting <sighs> yet soothing. <laughs> Um, but with that, I will go with my lead actor and it's cause I'm older and a little basic, but he was fucking phenomenal in this role. And that is Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Terrifying the way his descent into madness. Oh my God. It was, and I mean, this man has won awards clearly. So this wasn't the movie to win it, but I just think his performance though 
was something that really should have just been. Was he nominated for this? I don't even know. I should have looked that up. No, he wasn't. Okay, good. He should have, but I had a backup if that was, if he had been nominated. (laughs) I didn't do my homework on that one. Sorry, guys. But yeah, he, he really should have. That was a great fucking film. But again, he's won plenty. I mean, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, guys. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Don't watch Ratchet, because that was Ratchet. I will go ahead and say, let's go with lead actress. So, Jack, who do you have? I think I'm pretty predictable here. Um, yeah, I already know. <laughs> Which is good. I'm going with... I, I switched mine, because I was yeah. going to say this as well. It's a safe so. assumption. Safe <laughs> assumption. Tony Collette in Hereditary. Yep. I, in my opinion, <laughs> the biggest acting Oscar snub that I have ever witnessed. Um, the best performance of that year. Yeah. One of my favorite performances, I think, personally of all time. I mean, I think we all she thought she was a lot. Incredible. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But they just, they don't like their horror movies. Um, and like you said, it was a little divisive. So that didn't help either. But she, she carried the entire movie on her mm-hmm. back. Just ever, I mean, you could like clip out any 10, 15 seconds of her performance in that and just like teach it in acting classes. She's just the way she handles like the grief and everything that character goes through. I mean, the dinner table scene where she freaks out, the way she like switches from like possessed to not possessed. I mean, incredible. Kick out Lady Gaga. Was she nominated? Was that the year she was nominated, was it? It was. Oh, how dare you? Who was nominated? Yeah, Glenn Close. Bring out Glenn Close. Wait, who won? Oh, Olivia Coleman won that year. She did. She was great. She was, but I would still pick Tony Collette over Olivia Coleman. Then you've got Yelizia Aparicio for Roma. Oh, yes. Um, Yeah, it would have to be for um, Closer Gaga. Yeah. No, I would say kick out Glenn Close because what Gaga did was something new, fresh, and playing a pop star. Deserved deserved the recognition. I love Gaga, but I don't think she did. I think <laughs> oh she God, did. we are going to get canceled! <laughs> no, so I love an Oscar that year. Anyway. I love Lady Gaga, <laughs> and I thought, true. and I love the film, but I like, and I only wanted to win because I was in Gaga's zone. But like, when you look That's at true. like acting, like no, I thought she House was of Gucci, House of Gucci was more of a. She should have been nominated for that, or that more so than than Ooh. A Star Is Born. I would say personally because it's just a, bit more a bigger of a... leap for her exactly okay that's fair anyway, yeah we'll get off she did carry that film that was the only good thing about that film yeah agreed, agreed. Dirty cigarettes i don't <laughs> believe in glorifying murder however i do believe <laughs> in empowering women in a room. <laughs> oh god oh i can't wait to hear this back later um okay so <laughs> Uh, George, who's your lead actress pick? So mine, surprise, surprise, is um, Nev Campbell um, for Scream. But actually, in in general, but I think, and we discussed this actually with Ryan C. Showers, I think her best performance as Sydney is actually Scream 3. Tied between Scream 2 and Scream 3. I think in Scream 3, she has so much of a trajectory from suffering and being vulnerable right at the beginning to at the end just being an absolute queen as she is and so i 
I just think in, she deserves one in general for everything she's done. But I scream Sydney Prescott at her. She's my icon. She's the moment. And yeah, so I just think she is. And I know that Liam is like turning in his grave right now. But please, Liam, tell us how Gail Weathers should be best actress. Oh, God. <laughs> I, nearly, I nearly put I, I nearly, thought you were going to do Courtney Cox and Supporting, and then I went, no, no, I can't, I can't do that, Emily Blunt. And I took, put Emily Blunt back in. But no, yes, um, for me, I I don't disagree. Nev Campbell was phenomenal um, in the role of Sydney. I could see that with the third. I, you know, you know how I feel about the Scream series. I love it so. And obviously, it's a very different performance to obviously. If she's up against Tony Collette, then I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, fine." But <laughs> yeah. like in terms, just in general, I just think that she embodied that role so well and like really just played it extremely well. So. Liam, who's yours? My pick for best actress is Lupita Nyong'o for Us, because what she did in that film was phenomenal. And so it cool. deserves. Changed mine. Is that going to be yours? Well, so Jack and I know there are two people I have huge snubs for. You just had the other one, Liam. <laughs> um, yeah. So that is that is my pick. She deserved it. Um, she didn't get it, and fuck the Oscars. That was she one of the won. biggest snubs too. Yeah, that yeah. that is another winning performance. Like, Right. You won't forget me, will you? Yeah, we will. Next. (laughs) We already have. But yeah, Lupita Nyong'o, fucking phenomenal in that role. I was not a huge fan of us, but the reason I loved it, though, was because of her. Like, she just... Oh, she deserves more roles. Like, my God, she's phenomenal. I watched her in another great um, horror film. (gasps) Um... I, I believe it was Australian. Was it the the, the zombie, zombie kids? The zombie, the, kids. Yeah. the zombie kids. That was great. <laughs> and she was great in that as well. Um, yeah. I loved that film. I've watched it multiple times now. I can't remember the name though. Why can't is it, I remember? Is it the little name? something? Yeah. Little things or little little things. Little something. The Denzel Washington movie. Oh, right? yeah, that's right. Shoot. No, little monster. Is- Little monsters, I think. Maybe. Oh, now we're the um, I've, got, uh, no. I've got a page <laughs> of little monsters. Yeah. It she was Miss little. Caroline and Little Monsters. Pause um, up, baby. Yeah, she was great in 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 us. Um Little Monsters was the same year, actually. Um, so there's two films in the same year that she was great in, both horror films, and both didn't didn't get her anything. Like little monster, poor little monsters. That didn't even get anywhere, and it should have because it was great. I think it was dropped to Hulu here, which the, again, that's you know, but us is my God. She should be studied in acting classes for that. Yeah. She was yep so phenomenal. Um, so but those yeah, I always think about the two biggest snubs, and it's um. Tony Collette and Lupita Nyong'o. So Back I didn't that. choose those because Ooh, I figured well Jack was going to choose Tony Collette and I was going to say Lupita Nyong'o, but since Liam said that, even though I still support that, I'm actually going to go with the 
woman behind him. And that's Regina Hall because master is fucking phenomenal. I cannot stop raving about it, but I thought her performance in this film was this great slow burn. And then, I mean, you're just gutted by her performance at the end. So I just, I thought she's, I think, I believe, not believe, I'm sorry. She is phenomenal. I just think it sucks it came out this early because maybe, just maybe it could have gotten maybe a push from Amazon. I don't know. Again, it's genre film. So we know how, how that works, but it, it does kind of stink that it was released kind of right now. But then again, she's going to be hosting the Oscars. So here's hoping she gets like a hot mic moment. It's like, watch my film. Cause you should, it's so good. Um, so next we will go with best director. And I'm really excited to see this cause I think we'll see a good, a good mix here. So Jack, who, who would you like to see? or who should have won? I think Ari Aster for Hereditary um, did a really good job directing that movie. I think we know uh, his best pick. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit of a hint. Um, I, I was, cause I didn't want to just do Hereditary, <clears throat> but I was looking at other options and no, no other movies seemed as like well directed as that film, like every, minute detail, everything in that movie was deeply thought out. And he's the mastermind behind that. Mm. And one of the biggest jobs of a director is to bring out great performances in the actors. And he brought out amazing performances all around in that movie. Um, Every technical aspect was good. He wrote the movie. I mean, he's the mastermind behind it and it is my favorite horror movie. So I've got to give it to him. All right. Yeah. George, best director, go. We already know it, but go. Wes Craven. <laughs> oh my God, oh, who knew? Well, that meme pretends to be shocked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say, because it, for, for New Nightmare. Because oh my that, God, I love you, George. Because that Bravo. film, I, I love Scream and I love, and I love all his films, I love Nightmare Street, but New Nightmare was just like this thing that you, that moment, you're just like, what in the hell is going on? And it was just iconic and it's making me well up thinking about it but it's just so good and it deserves more recognition and I think people joke because we go, oh yeah you've got all these Nightmare on Elm Street and I think some people haven't even seen that film I think there are people who don't really know what it is he, he really only has three that he was behind yeah no I understand that but no. I'm talking about in okay. general when people oh, think okay. about Nightmare on Elm Street they think about that's fair franchise and mm-hmm. I think some people probably don't think about that film um it was a great film and the whole Very like good. and can can I just quickly talk about something that's really that I saw yesterday on Twitter that's very linked to this that really annoyed me um and oh. it's to do with Scream the TV show that was cancelled um the the directors and the writers of the showrunners showrunners said um exactly what season three and four was going to be of their Scream show and season four was going to be a nod to New Nightmare and at the end it, they were going to yell cut and it was going to be them finishing Scream, the TV series, and then somebody. And the, <laughs> so that really annoyed me. I would, I, was have, like, I would have been okay with that. That would have been so That good. was a fun opening. Like it caught me. I remember watching that and I was like, 
what no oh but new nightmare is actually really yeah. great because i just thought um, it was going to be a reboot of when because it was like new nightmare i thought oh they're going to reboot the franchise and then i was like oh damn this is crazy so it's yeah. and it's one of the better um regarded films of the series mm-hmm. i mean yeah growing up i didn't realize how little wes craven had in with the whole series with you know two four five and six yeah um but I mean, the best ones are one, three, and seven, anyways. Well, in the words of Casey Becker, the first one was, but the rest sucked. <laughs> Liam, who, who is your yes. director? My director is Alfred Hitchcock because he never won. No, mm-hmm. he was Didn't. only ever nominated and never won. Which like, he's that's regarded actually very as one true. of the best directors ever. Mm-hmm. And he never won. Yeah. I mean, it's self-explanatory why I obviously picked him. Um, he should have. He should at least have had one. Psycho Alone is thought as thought of as one of the greatest horror films of all time. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, Alfred Hitch- Alfred Hitchcock has made classics that. Yeah, I I thought he won at some point. I can't believe now. I think he got an honorary oh. one after he died. Oh. I hate when people get honorary ones because it's like, yeah. ah, we never were going to give you one anyways. Mm-hmm. Samuel yeah. Jackson's getting one this year. Oh, is he? He should have got one for Pulp Fiction. He should have. I'll never really forget the, the Oscars last year, that ending. That last... Well, messy. Oh, my God. Oh. They were like, and thank you for watching. Good night. And we were all like... Well, speaking of um, hot takes that the Oscars sometimes does, and actually I think a lot of the awards, a lot of um, award ceremonies this season, only um, one did this person win and two did they get a nod. And I was so happy to also see that. And that would be Julia Ducorno for Titan. That film, again, if you've not seen it, it's so hard to explain because it is the like biggest, what the fuck am I watching? And then just the performances that com- that um, they're able to get from you know the cast and just the story. It is so mind boggling and just so beautiful. It is one of, I, it just, it's one of the best uh, regarded horror films this past year in the international scene. And again, genre filmmaking is looked down upon so much. So to see that she got the, um, is it the Palme d'Ors from? Yeah, from Dijon. Thank you. Uh, From Cannes is massive. It's huge. Um, And so I I think a lot of, well, I myself thought, well, maybe the Oscars? No. Mm -mm. So props to BAFTAs, which that shocked me that she got a best directing nod. So that I was not expecting. Um, that's because the Brits have taste. And that's because you guys started a jury. Oh. 20 people who pick the nominations yeah. instead best of the large Brit- group. 20, pe- 20 British people with taste. Yeah, All right. that's okay. fair. We'll give you that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But with that, we already know Jack's best pick. Oh. <laughs> but Jack, go ahead and tell us, us again. Why you love Hereditary? It's actually Scream. The first Scream is my best picture. <laughs> uh, no. 
I have not seen that movie. Um, <laughs> Hereditary. Um, yeah. Hereditary. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah, yeah, Hereditary. I mean, I've, I've said most of my piece with this movie. I, it's I mean, a great film. It's it's, it really should have been on the awards circuit. It's disgusting how it was snubbed. Um, I'm not I'm not mad at that because I personally love Hereditary. Ben doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's insane. Even though he just now has finally started watching the Friday the 13th series and actually been enjoying it. So um, so next, uh, your best pick, uh, George. George. No, no, I'm looking uh, behind you. It's not that. Oh, Whoa. oh my God, what is happening? Okay. I wanted to throw what is everybody that? off what? because it was going to oh. be that. And I thought, do you know Holy what? Holy shit. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, it's 28 days later because, oh. because, okay. the, because the way the, just the, the, the look of the film, the, the style that it shot, the acting, the, the script, the direct, all of it is just like so haunting. And the, that opening, again, I know we talk about screaming, that being, and that, and it nowhere is near scream, but that opening is still like crazy. And it's just, it's, I just, I just, it's one of my, it's one of my like um, comfort films. Like if I'm feeling depressed, I'm like, let's stick on 20 days later. Because, uh, can I, can I plug something then real quick since you said that? Utaka. Please tell me more about this. I just want to plug a really awesome documentary that is currently filming because as George has made an actually really good observation that some horror films can be that for you. And that is Mental Health and Horror, a documentary. And so I just have to plug that since you, and that was not even planned, but hearing George say that, that just, you know, mental health is very important in my opinion. And I, I love that this documentary is happening so just hearing George say that just kind of brings back to what um, we had previously interviewed um, a couple folks from that, um, from what Andrew had stated. So I just, that's nice to hear that, George. Yeah, and I mentioned that. It's not my comfort film, well. but. But yeah, no, I just love it. I, the, the way it's filmed, that it just, it's all, it's all so brilliant. And so, and I think it's like, I feel like not enough people talk about it. So I'm talking about it now. So yes, Scream is obviously my favorite film of all time, but. I just, I wanted to go a little bit left field and I went Oof. 28 Wait, days later. Thank you. Okay. And for, and for information, 28 days later and 28 weeks later is available on Star in the UK. Oh, <laughs> it is. Look yes. at us plugging things. Liam, your best picture pick. My best picture pick is what I have behind me. Um, it is Master. I love Master. I keep saying how much I loved Master. That review was just me screaming about how much I thought it was great. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> um, but as we do say in the review, because of when it's coming out, it is highly unlikely that it will stick around within the consciousness when it comes to award season. Mm -hmm. And that is such a big shame because this would be the perfect kind of film to break through into award season um I think so mm -hmm. so that is why i picked it because I, I i just loved it so much but i, I think don't, i think yeah I, I think it's i think it's missed its shot because of coming out now and not say like november-ish time mm -hmm. is it releasing theatrically anywhere 
or is it all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It selected. It is selected okay. It so what qualifies? It's in select theaters and I'm actually going to go Prime. see it Monday in theaters. Nice. I couldn't believe we're Yay. showing it here. I'm so excited. I am. It's it's in the ritzy part of town, which that's why I'm also shocked. But I'm really excited. Honestly, I. This is. I agree, Liam. It's a film that really resonated with me. I really loved it, and to be able to see it on the big screen. It's just, that's going to be a moment for me. So yeah, I love it, Liam. Okay. That's a Good. that's a great pick. Um, Thank you. What are I, you talking about? Well, as I said- Close us out big. Oh, uh, okay. Since, um, well, I've got a tie. That's right, bitches. Yeah, I couldn't decide between two films. So first off, because um, it it would just be awful if I didn't mention Scream. I'm mentioning that because I honestly thought that George was going to. And when he didn't, I was like, well, fuck. You were shook. Be- I was, because there's something that I do have to say. Uh, just Wes Craven in general, I do love. And I would have chosen for director, but Teton was just so like, oh, my God. That was a snub that I was like, oh. But Wes Craven has continually reinvented the horror genre at times and i think scream just it took um what many thought like slashers were done like stop making them and he just said i'm gonna make it and it's going to just it's going to you know make fun of the genre it's also going to be slick great script but to this day again as we all say that opening is one of the best, it is actually the best horror opening, in my opinion. Um, seeing that in a theater and seeing that, that was sheer terror. And it was so damn good. But the entire film, which Jack, you need no to spoilers. watch it. Oh, oh, I didn't say who. I'm just saying, no, no, I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying, don't <laughs> Don't pull a Yusuf and X. So, um, yeah, I'm saying that to myself. Uh, but anyways, no, scream. But I had to mention it. And my other pick, because I haven't also stopped talking about this film. So hopefully you guys will get on the bandwagon and watch it because I didn't stop talking about Master. And look, you two love that, right? Um, But this film, which is the film behind me, is another film that I thought was just incredible. Uh, It comes from Alex Noyer and it's Sound of Violence and it stars the... uh, the legend, the icon, the mo- the you know the moment, Jasmine Savoy Brown, yeah. But no, a sound of violence or sound of violence was just such a phenomenal film that also tackles <laughs> not generational trauma, but does <laughs> but does tackle drama, mental health, um, and while you are there to empathize with the lead character you certainly don't sympathize with her because she is a stone cold killer but it's such a great film and it just hits on so many different levels and one of the things that i've really been enjoying over the past couple of years also is horror films that um really use something else to be kind of like um, a starring role or like an antagonist or even a protagonist, like, you know, just something that's not a person in a sense, kind of like Master did with Ancaster, the university, My Valentine had with their soundtrack. So did this. And this is the story of somebody who uses sound as a way of killing people. 
um, and eliciting screams. And that helps with, you know, you just need to see it because it begs, what would you do? It begs the question, what would you do um, to make sure you can regain everything that you lost or prevent losing everything? And thank you very much <laughs> for everyone that's listening, for watching. Also, huge uh, thank you to Jack. And Jack, where can people find you? Um, at Oscar Film Forecast is my YouTube channel. Um, hopefully next award season is better than this one. So stick around for that one. <laughs> but seriously, watch them. Um, you can catch Ben over there once every blue moon. <laughs> Same. More so than him. Same <laughs> Yeah. Uh, ben is... Ben's dead. dead. Yeah. yeah. He's passed. He's going to come back for um, Ben to the other side. Um, so <laughs> look forward to that. And uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And you could also listen to us at our podcast. Links are everywhere. Who knows? Here, there, somewhere. You know, we've got reviews, interviews, and yes. And also, don't forget you, Taka, as well. We are going to be covering, guys, so keep an eye out for this. We've got coverage of a festival. It's my favourite thing in the whole world. It's called the Unnamed Footage Festival, and it's all found footage movies, pretty much basically all horror or thriller in some element. So we, we've got a selection of them that we'll be covering, so keep an eye out for that. There'll be reviews, maybe possibly some interviews, we'll see. So I, and it should be a lot of fun. There's going to be a, a lot of discussions happening, so keep an eye out for those. Sorry, you took, I had to jump in there. Oh, no, no, that's good, because I got one more festival, the Boston Underground Film Festival. We will also be covering films from that, so stay tuned, y'all. We're killing it, guys. <laughs> We are. We're trying. But anyways, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll just end on that. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Horror Hour. See you next time. <laughs>